a one and two and a great big bushy beard. A great big bushy bushy beard. A great big bushy beard. Come on, come on. No, the beard stays. You go. A great big bushy beard. Come on. A great big bushy beard. A great big bushy beard. Come on. Nothing. My beard's a little too tight. That's all. A great big bushy beard. A great, great big bushy, bushy beard. A great big bushy beard. Jason and it's Gabe and it's Tom Spina. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! You're back. You never know when I'm gonna show up. You'd we never we we oh, oh what, <laughs> like what? Skype needs a warning. Like tell people if Spina will appear. <laughs> Ask your doctor if Spina is right for you. <laughs> I, Tom, I'm so glad you're here with us again. As every time because this week we are talking about you know there's a lot of stuff going on with Star Wars right now. There's a lot happening. It's an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. But I don't think there's anything more important to talk about right now than the facial hair in the original trilogy. I I could not agree more. I mean, there are – look, these are trying times. (laughs) I I won't argue that. There are – you know, maybe some could argue some things are more important. But really, I don't think – that uh, there are things out there that will impact people's lives mm. the way the Blast Points discussion of the facial hair of Star Wars will. You know, we couldn't do it without you. We were like, we need to do an episode on sideburns and beards and facial hair of all kinds of the real children. It was like, we got it. You know, who who else? We got to have Tom on. We do. Who, who else is going to say yes? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, who, who do we get for this? So we tried three or four people and they all said no. So we called Tom. <laughs> <laughs> he said Tom's name three times and he appeared like Beetlejuice. You know? Yeah. Before we dive in, we, you know, this, this as we start going through the films, it's it's very New Hope heavy. But it's kind of like when we were talking about when we when we did the the droids episode. There's just something so seventies about the original movie, and mm-hmm. you, you forget that in the seventies, like the Bee Gees were sex symbols. And they had some amazing beards and bizarre hair. <laughs> no, and it's I, – I still – I will always say that 
the uh, that that 70s element is an important part of the Star Wars look. You've got to have just a little bit of 70s vibe to it. Yeah, it is neat how the like mustache and sideburns and wavy hair have kind of carried over into you know animated stuff and anything. It's like if it's Star Wars, it's it's got to have that little bit of 70s flair. Yeah, it really does. Like uh, it just it captures that Star Wars feel like you, you just need it. <laughs> a little bit of sideburns and Rogue One or something or in all the side of Alden Ehrenreich's head. It's just, oh, yeah, there we go. That's some Star Wars right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it instantly just brings it, it brings you back, man. You need it. It's it's uh, who was it? Uh, George Lucas said to to um, oh the woman playing uh, Shmi Skywalker, where it was just like worried about her accent. He's like, well, maybe she's from a Swedish galaxy. Like if you're <laughs> if you're going to a barber shop in the Star Wars universe, like ah, maybe it was a '70s barber, you know. <laughs> We haven't, but that you know makes me think we have not had Star Wars barber shops. <laughs> no, in universe at all. No one's ever talked about where they get their hair cut. Yeah, like who's doing this? Is this? <laughs> do you have like some sort of uh, machine? Is it like one of those things you like, like the Flint? Uh, not Flintstones, like the Jetsons. You know, the <laughs> thing comes down, covers their whole head, and then pops up, and you're styled and quaffed. You know. <laughs> well, and then there's the people that don't that that only get old fashioned. Scissor haircuts. Is there like some sort of like Jedi uh, haircut academy where they're training, you know, and they have them. <laughs> they have to cut each other's hair. Yes. <laughs> that's that's what those like the bowl helmets they wear when they're training is like a guide for when they cut their hair. <laughs> so we're so we're in this. We're talking about we're. T- we're talking about the beards. We're talking about mustaches. We're talking about sideburns. So let's go right into a new hope. What are let's 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 do some of the standouts first. Who first comes to mind when we're talking about uh, 1977 Star Wars and facial hair? Oh, Biggs is high on the list. And wouldn't originally before those scenes were deleted, would our first impression of Star Wars been Luke talking to Biggs's mustache? Because was that before the like Biggs <laughs> or was that there? It's just. <laughs> Luke in the mustache. Yeah, in the mustache. Out. No, I guess that still would have been after the the blockade runner scene, but we would have gotten his mustache much sooner in the in the film. Is there anybody? I mean, is there anybody of note on the blockade runner? I got to say, the gray haired guy. He's like in the first minute of the movie, and he's got some pretty good sideburns underneath the helmet, partially obscured by his chin strap. Which, I mean. Those could be strap-on sideburns right there. That chin strap could be holding the, They could be falsies, I'm just saying. Uh, he takes that helmet off, and they come with it. There's there's a couple of Imperial officers, but, I mean, they're no, they're, they're no standouts in terms of sideburns. I did find something out just, like, literally two days ago, and it relates to the second Imperial officer. Um, you know, the sea to it personally, Commander, that guy. No life forms were aboard. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, have you guys – so this will link us to a beard. Have you ever thought about that guy's voice? A lot, yes. And and have you recognized it? Never. I'm, I'm intrigued. So uh, I was watching an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show uh, <laughs> the other night. It's As episode nine on Amazon Prime it pro- of the season five. It's actually – 
I listed everywhere else as episode 10 of, of it, but on Amazon Prime, it's episode 9. And it's called Go Tell the Birds and the Bees is the name of the episode. And in the story, uh, the, the son has been has been telling kids in school all these weird versions of the birds and the bees, and then they get called in to talk to the guidance counselor. And the guidance counselor starts talking, and his cadence and his tone is instantly recognizable to me as a, a ridiculous Star Wars fan. And it's recognizable to me as General Dodonna. And I never thought in my head, wow, you know, that guy's clearly dubbed. But then you go back and you and of course, you know, most of the bit players in the first Star Wars are dubbed. And then I someone else pointed out that the same voice is that commander in the beginning of the movie. So if you go back and listen to that guy, that is General Dodana's voice. And both of them were voiced over by an actor named Peter Hobbs who was, uh, you know, a character actor and uh, ultimately did some voiceover work. I think he did some Bakshi stuff. And I could not find this anywhere online. Liam uh, Mang found one conversation in, like, one forum somewhere where someone said, hey, this guy sounds a little like Peter Hobbs. And I think uh, someone claiming to be uh, Peter's daughter came in and said that, he had told them once, pointing at a marquee, like, I really only had one line in this, but it was a doozy. I got to say, may the force be with us. So there you go. Never, I never even thought that either of those guys were dubbed for all these years, let alone that they were the same voice, and let alone that I would discover the actor in the middle of a Dick Van Dyke episode. <laughs> all right, that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. That's, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Wow. All right. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's all downhill from here. And, you know, and we got a nice big beard on the Scottish actor playing uh, General Dodonna at the end of the movie. I, again, never occurred to me that, like, I'm sure if that guy ever did a convention, he'd sound like Braveheart. You know, it's, of, of, of course, that's not his real voice. <laughs> Considering what you've told Richie. No, wait, wait a minute. I, I haven't told him any fantasies. Well, then why does he say that babies come from a vegetable garden? <laughs> a vegetable garden? Richie said that. The battle station plans are not aboard this ship, and no transmissions were made. Uh, <clears throat> when a mommy and a daddy decide they want a baby, they put a silver dollar under their pillow when they go to sleep at night. <laughs> then man your ships, and may the force be with you. You know, you never know where you're going to run into a little bit of Star Wars magic. Sometimes you just you just want to chill out and watch the Dick Van Dyke show. And then, oh, my God, it's Dodonna. Yeah. I was like, what? Wait, what? And my wife and I were watching and she's, you know, she's just like, what's wrong with you? you know, but, uh, no, she, she knows what's wrong. With Why are you sweating? You know, she, she, she doesn't have to ask. But no, and I'm like sitting there just I'm like, oh, I that's got to be it. And, you know, and now I'm on my phone and I'm searching to see if like trying to find the actor's name. And then once I found the actor, now I'm trying to see if anybody has ever used those two names at the same time anywhere on the whole internet. 
I'm like, I, this can't be a new discovery. Like, how is how is this not everywhere? <laughs> so, but how about that beard on Dodana? He's like Dod- right in there with the the sort of Lauren Peterson club. Him and his buddies are like the the cream of the beard crop for the rebels because there's the the like african safari mustache guy that hangs out with him too okay so that guy in doing research for this episode i was like we gotta talk about him because he just he's hovering around the background in a new hope but in the holiday special cartoon he's got like a starring role he's hanging out with leia all through that cartoon yeah i forgot about that right well i remember when i first saw that and every time i watched that holiday special cartoon I'm just like oh i love that guy so much I never knew his name, and then looking up research for this episode, he's got, I think, one of the greatest Star Wars names ever. His name is Bob Hutzel. B-O-B, Bob, maybe it's short for Robert, Bob Hutzel. That's his name. <laughs> I'm pretty right, sure yeah. I used to buy my paper from that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go yeah. down to Bob's. You know, Bob Hutzel, he's got the sandwich shop on third. Yeah. You know, you, you don't get to the top of the Rebels if you don't hud- Hutzel. You gotta hustle your way to the top. No, you get, uh, nicely done. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> that Bob, he's got some hustle. <laughs> yeah, that's what they like to see, you know. But those, but that, I love the, you know, the African safari as a name for that. That like, you know, old timey British explorer look. Absolutely love it. The big, well, the little poof of hair on the side, the puffy chop sideburns that connect to the mustache. Oh, that's a winner all around. That guy might that guy might be in the lead for for best facial hair in Star Wars, like just right out of the gate. And in the one shot at the end when they cut to three PO, you kind of see him in the corner. You can see like his buddy who hangs out with him is like a junior version of him. With he's got the mustache and the chop suits, like the guy that carries his. He carries his equipment on safari. <laughs> yeah, and I guess his, you know, I'm just realizing his his sideburns. I'm, I'm of course looking up pictures of that his sideburns don't connect to the mustache. I always thought they did, but they're just they're real good all around there. He almost has a little. He almost looks like he's, uh, oh gosh, like a little bit of uh, a little Rip Taylor or a little like yeah. who rang that bell? Like a little, you know, like he's gonna. <laughs> Like you show up at the Yavin base and he's just like, he pops his head out the front. You know? We heard about Alderaan. We feared the worst. Who rang that bell? Oh, calm down. Oh gosh. You know, just... <laughs> he, he does look like he wandered in from the wizard of Oz. Like he's yeah. Bob. <laughs> we we got to go back and, and give the uh, Imperials some love because basically at the, at the board meeting, right. There's, they got the the best and brightest burns and mustaches that the empire can. Uh, there's so many. Yeah. There's yeah. That whole scene is just great. Sideburns and mustaches. Is Chief, Chief Bast is in there in the background? I think. And so. it's just you know he's he's a tough one to top. I I noticed with the big Bast scene at the end when he. When, just about they're just about when they're all about to blow up and Bast comes out, I realize that every time I can't concentrate on the words he's saying because I'm just hypnotized by those giant mutton chop sideburns. They're luxurious. <laughs> we, I mean, you're jealous of them is what it comes down to. And I, I am. It's okay. I am. I am. I mean, there's no shame. Um, <laughs> I am. But they're so good. I, I, I feel like certainly on the Imperial side, 
And I know we haven't even talked about anybody yet, but I'm putting it on the table. Chief Bast, done. The best. Bast is best. We'll call him best, and it's two on the nose. And they're like, all right, I'll put an extra S, and I'll change the E to an A, and you know, whatever. I don't know if he's got the extra S. I assume he does. It's always one of those, or like a superfluous apostrophe somewhere. But yeah, no, he's he's super good. Uh, Wolf Yularen with the the dark eyebrows and that yes. like you know kind of old timey forties mustache. Like that's that's another really good look. Well, and he's he's the original bringing the 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 stash into the animated stuff. Well, no, I guess not. I guess uh, he brought it into the CG world animated because we just talked about hustle being in the <laughs> in the holiday special animated, but. <laughs> But getting to see young Yularen's mustache in Clone Wars was a treat, and we get to see the, the, the full spectrum, all the shades of gray. Mahdi, I mean, you know, Mahdi's got a, a, a little bit going there. I, f- I always felt Taggy was was pretty strong in the sideburn game, too. And pairing it with the Caesar cut mm. is, that's bold. <laughs> it's a look you could only pull off in the Empire. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, when you have Vader and Tarkin together, the only way to have the rest of the people even be interesting is you got to give them the biggest and boldest burns. I, I, of course, I gravitate to the cantina scene. If we're talking facial hair, there, there's there's some in there. <laughs> <laughs> which you know, which is great because, like, at first, when I was going through a New Hope, I was like, aside from the obvious, the Boshek. Because we all love Boshek with with his beautiful, glorious sideburns. I was like, "What else is there?" And the people's eyebrow, like yes. he's yes, he's you know, he's got that whole thing going. Mister Ted Burnett, the barkeep, big, bushy, shaggy sideburns there, yeah. and and the the layer of scruff, beautiful natural sideburns on him. He's in the mix, in my opinion. Well, just think if he had a normal sized nose, his sideburns would be huge. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the only thing keeping them looking small is just the sheer size of his nose. Here's a weird one. Pam Rose as Lisa Bzerlne, whatever the fancy name. Weird Girl is what her name was in the production. Um, so her character has the big bulbous head. She actually has sideburns. Yes. And they're, they're made with a string of un like untouched crepe hair, basically like someone took it, the crepe hair comes braided and usually you, you uh, unbraid it and then you can, you know, you pull it out in little bits and you apply it like with her makeup. They literally just ran a braid of it around her head, like a strap and it ends, it terminates on two sideburns. So Pam Rose, there she is. <laughs> Shout out. You're uh, right. You're right. Wow. Can, can, can I push us in the direction of big Ron tar? So we got to name him at one of the the cantina celebrations. And I thought in my head, I had remembered calling him Rontar, like the character, because I'm just me and Pablo were talking about it. And it was a Pablo thing. He was just like, here's a guy whose name sounds like a Star Wars alien. (laughs) I'm Rontar. But uh, I think we wound up calling him Ront, and then we like combined the name of the person who won the contest to be named after him. Uh, so, uh, I think the guy's name was Brian Lewis, and I think it was Ront Burnlew or something like that uh, that we came up with there. But 
but yeah, so Big Rontar also of Willow fame for anyone who uh, is, you know, if anybody likes George Lucas movies, I don't know. I don't know. It, I feel like to your audience, that might not be a thing. But if you <laughs> like George Lucas movies, then you might know this guy from Willow. We got to talk about Fu Manchu guy, which somehow we've never talked about Fu Manchu guy on on Blast Points. So we got to we got to break the Fu Manchu guy ice here. So I happen to know a thing or two about that. Pablo Hidalgo was mildly obsessed with that for a while. And they they were trying to figure out, you know, what that was, because they're even in. So everybody assumes you go into the Lucasfilm image archives and you go through stuff and there's, you know, wonderful, clear pictures of every alien. Um, and Pam Rose, I think was the one who used to like tell a story that they shot those close-ups of the aliens as sort of like turnaround shots of them on lunch. And so not everybody wanted to skip their lunch to get their photo taken, uh, or take time out of it. So that's why half the aliens, you just don't even get a good shot of. Now, the other thing is that's just for the UK. Fu Manchu, as he was called for a long time, was shot in the U.S., and that was during the pickup shots, and they didn't do any real, like, uh, continuity photos there because they were just banging through setups. I looked at it, and for years, I had always noticed it on the table in the Rick Baker table shots when they would have, you know, the crew standing there, and Rick Baker's got, like, the monster hand on his head, the Duro's hand and stuff. I always used to spot it there. And to me, it looked like Terminal Man's mask, but with a mustache on it, a little patch of hair on the top of his head. And I thought it was just a goof that someone did for the photos when they were, you know, behind the scenes. And it's funny because you look at those photos and there's like there's other variations of those photos that I think Phil Tippett had and and Doug Beswick, where you see birthday hats on some of the aliens and stuff like that. (laughs) And so I thought it was like a continuation of that goof. It turns out the birthday hats were for King Kong's birthday because these guys were all stop motion guys. There's somewhere there was like there's literally it says happy birthday on like one of those strings with the letters on it. And it was (laughs) it was like King Kong's birthday. That's who they were celebrating. Um, That's great. In looking through those behind the scenes photos and in talking with the guys who worked on it, it's not just the terminal man mask with some additional stuff on it. It's the same mold as the terminal man mask, but it is another casting that someone made during the, uh, during their work for star Wars. So, um, during star Wars, they pulled out a bunch of old Rick Baker molds. So one was his Frankenstein, which is terminal man, uh, which was his like veiny kind of vascular take on Frankenstein. Um, and that's called Terminal Man because he has a little terminals on the side of his head, which Rick thought would be how you would get the electricity to the brain to reanimate him. So you've got that. You've got the uh, what Rick called Future Man, which turned into Jaws Purr. You had the It's Alive Baby, whose hands they pulled the molds out and used those for a bunch of the alien hands, etc. So they pulled all these molds out and they pulled a blank casting of Terminal Man and someone finished him up with this kind of weird blotchy paint job and with the mustache on it, little patch of hair on the head. And I remember showing it to Rick and Rick's response was, cause I was like, do you know anything about this? And he's like, well, that's definitely out of my Frankenstein mold, but I don't know who put that stupid mustache on him. So that was like literally all we had for the longest time. And then we found a few shots in the archives on set 
where you could see him a little more clearly. And that's definitely what you're looking at. So the Fu Manchu is actually, it's the same type of mask as Terminal Man, but with different paint, different mustache, and obviously the dumb mustache. Years later, we uh, we got to name that thing. Uh, so now it's named Braconner Bakiska for fellow named, I believe it was Brandon Connors, who won at Celebration at one of the panels we did. And then the Bakiska is Rick Baker and Lane Liska uh, combined, who both Uh-oh. worked on that mm. scene. Wow. Um, but uh, so that that's a few things about Terminal Man. Do you think Terminal Man's mustache was the inspiration for the Return of the Jedi aliens with mustaches? <laughs> Could be. Because there's those random guys in Java's Palace that kind of just have wispy white Fu Manchu kind of mustaches for no reason. I I just like thinking that maybe the, he's from the same species Terminal Man is from. Some people on Terminal Man's planet have Fu Manchu mustaches and some of them don't. Maybe they're at war with each other or something. Yeah, it's like the, the half black, half white guys from Star Trek, you know? Right. <laughs> like Frank Gorshin shows up, but with a Fu Manchu mustache. Disney Plus, we're waiting for the call. We're ready. We got some ideas. We got some ideas. I already got a mold for the mask. Let's make this happen. <laughs> we're ready to go. Crank out 50 of them. We do a giant battle scene, you know? <laughs> battle of Mustache Hill. So, yeah, there's, uh, the, I mean, and then some honorable mentions in the cantina, uh, the Mosap aliens, which is one of my favorite designs. They called them the walrus when uh, Stuart Freeborn's team was making them. They've got those great sort of wispy hairs coming out on either side. And the hair mouse, you, know, you talk about your old-timey British explorer. You got the, the one they called the colonel that definitely fits in with Bob Hutzel there. Who the heck else? Oh, well, walrus man, too. I mean... He's he's got some pretty good uh, whiskers going there around his old bum mouth. He counts, yeah, he counts. I like that we discovered that that Pam Rose had sideburns in Star Wars. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably need to give a couple, spend a few minutes on the uh, the rebels. They have a good amount of. Well, I mean, because we got Dodonna in his, in his uh, the like leadership mustache guys, but in the Rebel pilots, there's quite a few goodies other than just Bigs. There's a guy named Reg Thomason who's one of the like the the guys with the headsets in the Rebels. He's got white hair, a nice pointy nose, and a really nice, almost almost like he's twirled the edges mustache. <laughs> like he's like slightly dastardly. He's he's got uh, he's got a great look. Yeah, Rebels, Porkins for the oh, beard. Yeah, Porkins counts. Yeah, I was just gonna say, do we want to talk about the briefing at all? Well, there's the there's the normal the normal guys. There's Odana and his buddies. But when I think when uh, they're done and everyone starts to get up, you get like a room full of sideburns as the pilots get up and turn their heads. If you if you scan the room, it's like all of a sudden sideburns appear. Does fake wedge have any he doesn't really have any sideburns to speak of no, but we were talking about in the the shot with fake wedge the the guy who has no beard mustache or sideburns, but his poofy seventies hair makes up for it yeah i mean that's that's like 
1985 hair. That's a guy who was ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah, he looked he looked like he wandered off the set of Red Dawn onto the Rebel briefing room. Yes. He okay, so this is just a random fact about that guy that uh, pertains to literally no one else except like me and my buddy John from high school. We had a friend uh who I think went on to become a writer uh who looks exactly or at least at the time looked exactly like that guy and anytime they would cut to luke where you'd see him in the the you know kind of in the foreground or if you look at it behind the scenes photos i would just i'm like i know he's not i know he was five at the time so that can't (laughs) be him if he in around like 1990 had discovered time travel and went back in time and then just sat in front of Luke to make sure he would get in there and we'd spot him like just as a goof. Like that's how I, that's how that must have happened. Which if we had access to time travel, I feel like that's what we would all do. Like you wouldn't mess with anything like you don't want to change anything. So you'd just be like, oh, I'll just I'll just be one of the extras. Let yeah. me just, you know. But my hair is going to be sweet. Right. Oh, luxurious. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, I'm on this. <laughs> Full can of Aquanet, just to, because you got to get the right amount of teas. Well, we, and we can't forget Uncle Owen. He's got that wonderful tattooing moisture farmer. Like, I want to say in Attack of the Clones, Klieg uh, Lars was just completely ripping off his, like, one week stubble off Uncle Owen and A New Hope. Just that I'm grumpy. I work on a moisture farm. I don't have time to shave stubble. His hair is like dark brown and silver. His beard is like golden brown and white. And it's just his eyebrows are golden brown. Like <laughs> everything is on. Like he's just, he's covering all bases. Like <laughs> I, just in case. The scruffy look just epitomized. Obi-Wan Ben Kenobi, that is a fabulous beard. And a nice hairpiece. Which still blows my mind that that's a hairpiece. Is that in the Lucasfilm archives? Is Ben Kenobi's hairpiece in the in the archives? You know, I, I have to assume that was his too. Like, I, I, I would imagine, you know, certain actors have their own hair. Uh, they, well, I mean, they have their own hair, but then they have their own hair. Um <laughs> There's a great try to find Rick Baker um, telling the story about Charlton Heston when he had to make him up as a, a, a monkey for um, or an ape for for the 2001 Planet of the Apes. All right, I'll just relay because I'm like, well, that was a dumb thing. Set that up and then just like, okay, yeah, go try and find that. All right, <laughs> this isn't like any kind of entertainment program. We just tell you what to look up. It's a homework show. <laughs> But uh, Rick tells the story, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher it, but he he everybody was uh, concerned because they had to put this makeup on and they had a you know, it was kind of like Charlton Heston wore a tube, you know, and and Mm -hmm. so they nobody wanted to bring that up. And so he comes in to get his makeup done and he's he's wearing the toupee. And so they're all getting ready to work over it. And at one point, Rick works up the nerve to just kind of lean in and say, like, you know. Um, this might be a little easier if we didn't have, and he just goes, Oh, no problem. Boink, takes it off, puts it on the shelf. Okay, let's go. <laughs> 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 but so, you know, these guys have their hair. Peter Cushing had one too. I don't know that he, he didn't wear it for Star Wars, I don't think, but a lot of the Hammer stuff, he's got a few different uh, toupees. There's, there's a story about him where he said uh, um, when he retired, he said he was hanging his toupee up. 
You know, so so yeah, I'm gonna guess that that was uh, that that was probably Guinness's own piece. But it's a good one. You don't even think about it. Being a star lets you buy the best glue, I guess, is the is the moral of the story. It comes with you. <laughs> yeah. And when, yeah, when Vader puts his foot on the cloak and you just see a little poof of gray down there. What? <laughs> Vader yeah. picks up the Alec Guinness's toupee, puts it on top of his helmet. Now I am the master. <sighs> Only a master of weevil, Darth. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, Gabe, we can't forget one of your favorites. The uh, the fueling guy? Yes. Who I have just just realized looking at. So there's the shot of the X-Wings getting ready to take off. And then there's this guy refueling one of the X-Wings who has a sweet, almost translucent blonde mustache. But I noticed later after the battle when Han and Luke are talking to each other. You can see an X-Wing pilot in the background, and I think it's the same guy. It's like he got – they lost enough pilots that he got promoted during the battle. <laughs> uh, listen, listen, we're getting killed out there. Put Jerry in a flight suit. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you can – yeah, you can see him again in that scene. Oh, that's fantastic. I love stuff like that. Like, well, that was – I mean – I knew they recycled people a lot, but going through the movies and just looking for people with sweet mustaches and sideburns, I really noticed how many times the same people are in different shots as different people or in different locations through all there's, three There's movies, a lot right? of – there's there's more than a handful of guys that are in the cantina that show up in the rebel briefing or, or were used as stormtroopers and things like that. No matter how many times you watch it, you're just – you're always going to discover something new. <laughs> You know, in the Empire, well, it was filmed in, what, 78, 79? Were the mustaches still in vogue at the time? I don't know, because there's a lot less mustaches and sideburns in The Empire Strikes Back. Well, you're also, you know, you're in different locations. You expect Bespin to have its own style and look about it. Uh, that said, the guy in charge of Bespin, I mean, when you're talking about a sweet mustache... um. <laughs> doesn't get much sweeter that's right perhaps the the mustache of star wars the lando calrissian mustache it's it's not so much about the the stash itself but who's wearing it and how yes then yeah, that's very true that's very true well and maybe that's why everyone else in bestman is scared <laughs> no no one can pull it off as good as the administrator of cloud city we're we're, we're never getting anywhere near that no. Except Wilrow Hood. I was just going to say that. Yeah, does he have? He does. That's why he's running away, though. He's not running from the Empire. He's running from Lando's That's mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They found out my mustache. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> uh, it's not an ice cream maker. It's actually like, you know, some sort of beard trimming, you know, facial hair apparatus thing that flip the lid, you put your head in, and then... <laughs> So the Ugnaughts actually have some some facial hair going on. They've got really cool, like, wispy chop sideburns and uh, sort of Mosepish things happening. I'm they a do. fan of the Ugnaughts. I'm not going to lie. They were some of the first things I ever got to restore where, you know, Stuart had saved the original Ugnaughts from the movie. And uh, four of them were, were picked up by uh, Brandon Allinger, author, Star Wars author, uh, you know, um, one of the 
guys who runs a prop store now. He those those were in very very challenging condition, um, wow. but they were absolutely amazing. And it was it was the quintessential uh, Stuart and Graham Freeborn build. They were made patchwork so that they didn't have to sculpt six different heads. They just made different pieces that you could put together in slightly different ways um, and and kind of glued together different characters out of that. We've we've talked about Carl, right? With the Ugnaughts. I'm going to I'm going to send you a picture. So there's a great shot of the Ugnaughts where you have the four of the the sort of Ugnaughts we know, each with really some fabulous facial hair going on. And then you have this one very human-looking, slightly taller Ugnaught in the back. And I've always oh. wondered this behind the scenes shot, like, is that Carl? Is that just like some guy who wanted to be an Ugnaught and just hangs around them? Or is that <laughs> one of the Ugnaughts who just took his mask off between takes and they snapped this picture and no one's ever flagged it as, hey, that's a guy with his mask off. I want to say there were six masks made. Uh, there were definitely at least five because there's another I believe so. If you look at this shot, there's the two on the right. I believe there are two more that look very similar to those that were the additional two. But yeah, I've never been able to put together like, hey, is that is that just a guy out of his costume, or is that is that just the human Ugnaught? Yeah, why is he so tall? There wasn't a tall one tall Ugnaught in the movie. Is there an you know is this an <laughs> angled walkway, or oh. again is he like you know this five foot tall guy? He's like. You know, not not tall enough to hang around the the people of Bespin, but uh, I'm gonna hang around my friends the Ugnaughts. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's he's a, he's a human person that just is really cool with Ugnaughts. That's it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you guys he, get me. He married he married into the to Ugnaughts. He's his his wife's an Ugnaught. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I think can't you be a Tabana gas miner like your father? You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, mom, I want to be an Ugnaught. <laughs> We've all words we've all said. I'm, I'm now. I need to like. I don't remember Carrie Fisher ever talking to the Hugnots directly in the movie, but there is another behind the scenes photo of her talking to this same grouping, and Carl's just hanging out in the background there. But again, you're I, like I can never see his hands. Like I feel like someday someone's going to find another picture of this shot, and it's going to be you know he's just holding a head in his hands. And we just never noticed it. We'll po- for for folks wondering, we'll post this uh, this photo of of Carl the Ugnot buddy on the uh, on the Facebook group. We'll 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 post it on the Twitter and all the stuff too. If we're going to talk about mustaches and empire, we've got to talk about too. During the Battle of Hoth, the rebel guy that shouts, "Come on!" We know him. We love him as James Hetfield, the lead singer of the. Metallica. <laughs> this guy's mustache. How would we describe this guy's amazing mustache? I think you just described it. It's amazing. <laughs> is it? Is it like you know, motorcycle gang? Is it? Is it seventies motorcycle gang? It's like seventies chopper kind of kind of mustache there. Y- yes, <laughs> it's like a seventies chopper handlebar mustache where it's not normal handlebars. It's the really long ones that look uncomfortable to ride. That's his that's his mustache. I just want to believe that it is James Hetfield. 
Well, like your friend that you grew up with, James Hetfield used all his wealth and influence in the present day to travel back in time to be in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Why no one has done a, done a video on YouTube of immediately after he says, come on, dubbing over his voice. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just. Yeah, that's a good one. There's a there's a handful of beards and mustaches in the the various sort of. You know, Norwegian contingent there that, uh, yeah, fence, fences in Norway, right? So, yeah, that's those most of those guys were locals and and James Hetfield, of course. Yeah. Well, and um, what's his face? I always forget his name. The Cheers guy. He had a mustache, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Major, Der- Major Derwin. Yeah. Yeah. So he was rocking a big one. Yeah. How did we? Oh, gosh. We almost missed him. That's terrible. He had an action figure for crying right. out loud. <laughs> like, what's well, wrong with us? We got we got sidetracked by Ugnots, it happens. That's more often than we want to admit. <laughs> that's that's entirely my fault. And I, I mean that happens a lot with me. Um so Side, sidetracked by Ugnots always, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh no, I'm I'm sorry, Father, you can proceed with the vows now. Go ahead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about Ugnots, you know. You know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and if whenever you're looking at behind the scenes pictures of the Empire Strikes Back, I think everyone can agree that maybe the best beard of the Empire Strikes Back, though, is Gary Kurtz. Oh, yes. Gary Kurtz's beard is a work of art. He's setting the tone. It's mathematical precision. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's like the, um, the golden ratio, you know, there's, there's some sort of spiral that happens within that. You know, here's here's something, too. Chewbacca's got a mustache. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can't ignore that. People don't You're bring right. it up enough. You know, he's got it's a different color than the rest of his hair. So whether he is, you know, just for Wookiees, like popping in a little like little color to make the mustache pop. Or that's just naturally it is, you know. That that's he's he's definitely got a little bit of a stash going there. Um, the Wapa has got kind of hair all over, but there's some stashness about him. Ozil, mm-hmm. Admiral yes. Ozil's got a mustache, yes. and I'm sure it's as clumsy as it is. No, anyway, the the Tauntaun has a mustache, doesn't it? A little bit. Oh no, it doesn't. Yeah, he's got like a goatee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, all right, it counts. But his his horns are kind of like sideburns, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was say too. We can't forget since we when we were talking about Lando, Lando's Cloud City buddies. I think all, most of them have mustaches. Oh yeah. Well, I, there's another action figure with a mustache too. Is yeah. the um, uh, uh, Bespin the best, guard? Yeah, the yeah. first and first issue yeah. Bespin guard. Yeah, this, that's when Lando's uh, doing job interviews. It's like. If you don't have a mustache, you don't even get an interview. Right. Like, just don't, don't bother. <laughs> don't bother. A, they're reading that online. Here's a tip. If you're applying for a security guard position in Cloud City, go in with a mustache. Yeah. Right. Yet, Lobot, nothing at all. Well, you know, they go way back. When he was younger, before he went bald, he had a mustache. And then it all, it just all fell out. Oh, Yoda. Yoda has a very fine mustache across his upper lip. Um, and it's just, it's just a random handful of hairs. They're, they're tough to spot unless the light hits it just right. Uh, they're most obvious along the corner, his left upper lip, uh, the corner of his left upper lip. There's uh, a few more hairs there, but if, if you get a clear shot of them, there's a little bit 
across the whole lip, just real random hairs. If they ever decide to go back and make a young Yoda something, he better be rocking a big handlebar mustache. Then is basically what you're saying. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, and <laughs> let's not forget that the the long lost Phantom Menace original fan Yoda puppet had some glorious sideburns, some big cotton balls on the side of the head. You're right. Yes. So. That's yeah. Young Yoda had the full on handlebar sideburn to mustache look going. And and, well, and as we've said, that's a Star Wars thing. And and the the Empire Yoda puppet has a pretty good sideburn going on, too. So I can see where they were, you know, where they were drawing from that. They didn't just come out of nowhere with uh, with the heavy sideburns on him for episode one. Right. Before we move into Return the Jedi. We've got to give a, a, a side note shout out. We, we should have mentioned him earlier when we were talking about the holiday special cartoon, but the holiday special Imperial guy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the one that goes in and he talks to Art Carney. Yep. Is he the same Imperial guy that destroys the, the, the Bantha doll that made us all cry and is too painful to watch? <laughs> Don't bring it up. (laughs) I can't see mustaches through tears. Right. (laughs) But yeah, there's the Imperial guy in the holiday special has just an enormous big brown caterpillar on his upper lip. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's impressive. I, you know, I'm gonna, uh, while we were doing this, I of course pulled up empire and Carl, the tall Ugnaught makes a, a nice prominent appearance in the in the film uh so there is not a mask hiding anywhere uh that's his face that's carl and uh his friends are ugnots and and he's gonna stay with them even though he is quite a bit taller than they are so he lost a bet with someone and has to work in the maintenance or whatever yeah like in the uh, I'm, I'm somewhere in that droid room <laughs> with the weird blue cobra commander guy yeah. So, Return of the Jedi. Yes. When we're talking about beards in Return of the Jedi, there's only... The, it's a one-way street. Mm-hmm. It's a dead end. It leads in <laughs> one one direction. <laughs> Crix Maydine. Let's talk about this Maydine beard. <sighs> so, um, my good friend Andy Golding was um, helping out the folks at Prop Store when Stuart Freeborn retired. And this is early 2000s, 2003, 2004. And Stuart and Kay were retiring. They were moving to a smaller place. And it was one of those, um, they reached out to the Prop Store folks and said that he had a handful of molds and perhaps they could help him with those. And it turned out to be a lot more than that. And there was just this amazing treasure trove of things that he had kept over a 50-year makeup career, including a bunch of cool stuff from Star Wars. So you'd go through and, you know, we found a box full of uh, teeth and claws that had things like Wampa and Ugnaught teeth in it, and that had the Wampa's claws in there, still with the cable mechs attached. They had just trimmed them, you know, snipped the cables. We found the antennae from the the unrealized grasshopper alien that they were working on for the cantina. And of course, other stuff, masks and things, the Ugnaughts were in there, all of this cool stuff, boxes uh, with fur in it, Ewok fur, 
boxes of that, boxes of wampa fur, which just amazing stuff to behold. And then there's a box with a beard. And that beard, it turns out, was Maydean's beard, <laughs> which, and this is, I, you know, ashamed to admit that back in that back at that time, I had no idea that was not his beard <laughs> because I never really looked at it closely at all. And we're just sitting here trying, like in my head, I'm picturing like, what did they, they just pull it off the guy at the end of the shoot? Like they kept it? That's cruel. What have they done? Um, but, uh, but no, it turns out. And the story that, that Stuart and Gay remembered was that the actor had been a Shakespearean actor and he came to audition for the role and they took some photos of him while he had a beard because that's what he was, he was wearing in his, uh, in some of his, uh, his other roles. And then, uh, when he came back to shoot the movie, he had shaved and, uh, thinking that that was what they would have wanted. And they said, well, we've already sent the pictures to Kenner and they're making your action figure. Uh, you've got to have a beard. So Stuart very quickly made a false beard for him. There's something, uh, gosh, 12 inch seventies GI Joe figure about yes. that beard, uh, <laughs> you know, looking, looking at it with fresh eyes. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, when did you guys know that that wasn't his beard? I didn't know he wasn't a real person until you just told me. <laughs> I thought General Dean was real. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I, I've always loved him so much. No, I don't know. I feel like I've always known it was fake, but I it never bought. I never cared because it was like he's. It's like a space beard. It's like that's what beards look like in space. I think for me it was like a Santa Claus situation where somewhere in my head I knew something wasn't. Just the facts didn't add up. It's like it. It just never looked right. But it, I always wanted to believe because I his hair is so unusual too because it I always said it's like peppermint patty hair or something it like goes in like a sl- like a weird slant like it was too long and they just comb, they got like we gotta get these bangs out of here it's like school picture day and like the metal kid with his hair hanging in his face and they're like damn it get that hair out of your face right and then there's this beard that has like the consistency of Velcro. I was just amazed because what the actor's name, Dermot Crawley, I believe, right? That sounds correct. He was at a convention, right? And there was somebody brought the beard. That would have been Andy. Yeah. And there's a picture of him at a convention, probably in the UK, and he's holding like a styrofoam head with the beard on it. (laughs) That's him. Yep. <laughs> and I think like I saw that picture online and I was like, you know, it's like, San- sorry, kid, Santa Claus isn't real. Like, <laughs> but you can still believe in the beard, Jason. <laughs> See, and that's, and that, maybe that's, and that's the moral of the story. I'll always believe in Maydeen and I'll believe in the beard. I'll believe in those deleted scenes from Return of the Jedi of him on the giant swivel chair with the nah. beard and You're yelling. Yeah. Just, uh, so good. Well, we can't get so caught up in mating to forget there are a few other good uh, beards and mustaches sprinkled in the in the film, especially with the uh, the rebels. And there's one I noticed today I'd never noticed before is at the beginning when uh, Gergerod's waiting for Vader to come out of his shuttle. 
behind him to the right, the Imperial guys in the black uniforms, there's an Imperial guy with a big handlebar mustache. Oh, nice. I, so, I don't think so I've maybe ever that, noticed that. Yet. Maybe that's the like the brother of the guy from the holiday special. They're like the two Imperials that actually have mustaches. There's the rebel guy that later was redubbed uh, as Captain Rex. He's got a great big bushy white beard. Oh yeah. Well, that whole the whole squad. There's a couple uh, scruffy dudes in there with some mustaches and stuff. Did you guys ever see the shot where it's like the whole bunch of rebels with Luke and it's in the it's in like the emperor's chamber? Those amazing promo photos. Yeah, so good. There's one guy in there that it's it's not him, apparently, but I always thought it was Robert Davey from uh, Goonies and from, gosh, everything else. License to kill. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, it's it's he's one of these guys that I have it's it's so funny every time i see those behind the scenes photos i just look at it and immediately i'm like is that re-? no no it's not him i keep forgetting like <laughs> i get so excited just for a moment and yak face has some absolutely amazing sideburns going on too what's the what's the deal with yak face do you know what's what what deal is there to be <laughs> like, Wait, who do you, who created yet? Because Yak Face is just a work of art. How? <laughs> just like, why is Yak Face? I uh, no, I mean he's like everything else in that scene. They they all were maquettes first, really, uh, except for I think very few of them. They uh, you know there's there's a maquette for him, and it was they they sculpted up all these different characters. Uh, and George just went through and said, this one, this one, this one, not that one, not that one. Um, we were actually, uh, at the archives just last week and we were looking through all of those maquettes, uh, for stuff that we might be able to put out there with Regal. And, um, there's, there's a lot of really cool ones in there. The act face maquette's real neat. I like the Yuzum, uh, maquette. He's real cool. Uh, you know, he's less cool once he starts being computer animated in the uh, special edition. But like as is in vintage true Muppet form, he's pretty awesome. Reese. So we saw the real Reese mask while we were there, uh, among others. And uh, he's got some straggly hairs around kind of the beard area, too. Toothface is it or yak? Or yeah, yak face. Then there's toothface. Toothface has some long like yak hair coming out of his lower lip, like a, a little beard, like a little chin beardy thing maybe. You know, it's it's funny. It's one of those things when you start doing creatures, you you know you you think the sculpt, then you think coloration, and then you think like where can I poke a few hairs? You know, because it's like if you put hair on something, it's fine. If you put hairs on something it's disgusting you know it's just it's literally down to the letter s and it just <laughs> makes it from oh yeah fine he's got some he's got a nice head of hair and then it's just like oh he's got those hairs Ugh. well we've we've gone through all all three of the original trilogy films but one of the greatest beards of star wars that we haven't mentioned that is part of all three of the films i think is the george lucas beard that could be the best facial hair of Star Wars, the beard force of Star Wars. It surrounds us, it penetrates us, it binds the beards together. 
John Williams has a pretty sweet beard. Oh, man, he does. And there's those pictures of Ben Burt with a mustache where he looks pretty hot, too. So, Oh, yeah, that was, that was brief and it was beautiful. You go behind the scenes, Phil Tippett, uh, Lane Liska, Rick Baker, all of the guys bearded up. Uh, Doug Beswick had a sweet mustache behind the scenes on the first Star Wars. Um, John Richard, Berg had a mustache. Richard Edlund. Short Dykstra. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I mean, there is some absolutely outstanding beardage and, and mustachery happening. It's like Star Wars is a big, warm quilt woven out of human facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> Say hairs, it'll be even more gross. (laughs) Have you learned nothing? (laughs) Get Star Wars posters at Burger Chef. That's right. Four posters featuring the stars of Star Wars are at Burger Chef. We'd like a Star Wars poster, please. It's our lucky day. It's us. Just buy a large serving of Coca-Cola for 49 cents at participating Burger Chefs, and a Star Wars poster is yours to control. There are four spectacular full-color Star Wars posters in all, so start your collection today. I think we'd better leave. Star Wars posters, only at Burger Chef, while supplies last. Is there any um, any Black Friday fun going on with Regal Robot you can share? Uh, sure. Regal Robot uh, will have... A, uh, a a Black Friday sale that will uh, go through the whole weekend, uh, right through the end of Cyber Monday. So whatever we do, we'll probably run from uh, you know midnight Thursday till you know eleven fifty nine p.m. Monday. We're so we're recording this in the past, but it'll air in the future. Uh, we borrowed James Hetfield's time machine to record this, <laughs> and <laughs> so we. Um, so I don't have the exact details on me at the moment, but uh, it will probably be, if not uh, one of the biggest, the biggest sale we do all year. So if you've ever looked at Regal Robot stuff and said, "Hey, those those really cool Mandalorian skulls are that space slug that you know is a, a pencil holder," um, or any of these these cool decor pieces, I'd love to get those, but I'm holding off just because you know money. This is a great time to uh, to take a look and uh, obviously just go to regalrobot.com and check us out and follow us on social at Regal Robot. And uh, that we'll be posting all about the, the sales as they come up. And I'm uh, at the moment, again, in the past, we are just neck deep in development on uh, four or five new products that we're trying to get included into that sale and trying to get released in time. 
we're doing a new version of the Docking Bay 94 plaque, which we had done as a giant one-off for someone. We're now doing uh, one that will be an inline item. We'll make a, a short run of them, and it's about 18 inches tall, and it's it's just really, really cool. It's one of those blast point style details, you know, that, that sort of thing that you watch the movie for decades and then notice and then have to have on your wall so people can ask you about it and be like, what the heck is that? We're working on uh, a new version of our Jabba's Palace, uh, the Jabba's Deus Gargoyle, as the towel holder. That has been uh, prototyped and and, uh, test painted and all of that is all ready to go. And we're hoping that we can get that included in the sale as well. And then we have something that we're doing from the new Mandalorian show, which I can't talk about. But if you're a fan of the Mandalorian skulls and stuff we do, you will probably absolutely love this. And uh, I'm sure if you like the new show, you will probably love it, too. And I'm very anxious to be able to put this out there and show people uh, it's something that we've talked about for a while, but didn't get to see the production assets until just very, very recently. So we've been crazy trying to make it. I can't wait to see it. And any Black Friday sale info that's going on with Regal Robot, you will be able to find information on it on our Facebook group and on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be sharing out everything to help celebrate the love there for, for some Black Friday magic there. Thank you so much. Of course. We, we are moving uh, the studio. We're not... Well, we're not moving, but we just we just expanded our space. We just took over another unit that connects to the one we're in, and we are doubling the space that we've got, just about. Um, and it's a really exciting time at the shop, but it's also a lot of work to set up a new space and to uh, and to to move everything around. We're, uh, we're there's it's it's one of these things where we figured out this great layout for everything, but it literally involves shifting everything around. Oh. Uh, we're having a lot of fun with it, and um, and it's it's a very exciting time at Tom Sweeney Designs and Regal Robot. I'm, I'm remain absolutely. I just feel so fortunate that you know, this is my job. I get to come to work and and play in Star Wars land. Like okay, <laughs> so cool, so yeah. cool. Little me, hey, you did it! I'll go. I'll borrow that. I'm getting James Hetfield's time machine, and you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever keep you're doing, it, keep doing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And these. Last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. So you know what we're going to say iTunes reviews, Apple Podcasts um, If you like the show, if you like what you heard Go over there and write up a little something Say you like the show Say we need to tone it down Whatever you want to say 
And after that, check us out on BlastPointsPodcast.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and sign up for the Blast Point Super Chill Group on Facebook. We're going to be posting a lot of pictures of Carl the Ugnaught Buddy on there, so get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Carl! We got our Patreon where uh, it's Mandalorian Madness over there right now. We're doing all the episodes after the first one. We're doing after shows, recaps, whatever you want to call them over there on the Patreon and riding in the Jim's Hetfield time machine. I think they're all really fun, but I think they are slash will be excellent. (laughs) (laughs) But Tom, thank you. You know, thank you so much. I don't know. We can't say thank you enough for every time you're on the show. It's just, it's, we have literally so much fun talking to you. Oh man. Same here. I like, this is uh, it is a treat each time. Um, and, uh, I just love the topics you're pulling out of your butts to bring me in on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have nowhere left to go, but Star Wars feet. So maybe, maybe, maybe that, maybe that'll be next. I'm going to brush up on my Peter Cushing slippers stories. <laughs> uh, let's get this going. All right. Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh, oh Lord. 2020. We got, yeah, we got a lot of time. John Berg's knockoff Adidas. See, there we go. We're, we're, we're halfway there. So <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. But yeah, we just, I literally just laid the foundation for an episode. Why did I even say anything? <laughs> now they're going to do it. Now we know <laughs> who to call. <laughs> Uh, well you know you know how it works you say my name three times and i show up so um (laughs) you know whenever you guys need me you just call oh thank you so much well (laughs) on behalf episode 196 thank you everyone for listening bye 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 may the force be with you goodbye old friend may the force be with you a sandwich card that i can get punched like if i do enough shows do i get a free one or <laughs> what, should we move on to should we move on to empire let's see yeah. if we, let's do it <laughs> if we learned anything from the droids beauty pageant is that we That's gotta right. go fast <laughs> we gotta move on quickly yes <laughs> chop chop i think we did it yeah <laughs> you think so i think so i think we did it if anybody was gonna it would be it was you guys yeah <laughs> No other podcast would be so bold no. uh, to to have ventured so deep into this territory. <laughs> just, I just, just wait till we do part two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, there really is going to be one in there. <sighs> uh, yeah. Oh man! Yeah. May the force be with all of you.